0: This is Not Your Century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. May 24th, 1943. San Francisco Chronicle staff writer Milton Silverman is in Tule Lake. He's touring a prison camp for Japanese Americans. Isolated and guarded in the largest single relocation center in America, he writes. Here are nearly 14,000 Japanese evacuees from the West Coast. Living on a dusty mountain-rimmed plateau, they are 15 hours north of San Francisco, 10 minutes south of the Oregon border. But, asks a nine-year-old, when can we go back to America? From the viewpoint of this century, I wouldn't have chosen the word evacuees and I'm not going to use the shortened version of Japanese that was used casually in media at the time. But given how popular the Japanese removal was and how most newspapers were staunch supporters of it, Silverman's story is surprisingly frank. A third of the people in the camp, he writes, are permanently crushed and broken. They're the older, Japanese-born Issei. Their homes, jobs, and savings are gone, and they're too old to start again. The younger two-thirds, the Nisei and Sensei, American-born and American citizens, Silverman notes. They've become increasingly bitter, resentful, and sullen. Silverman and a reporter from the New York Times spent two days at the camp and lived as the Japanese did, though their house had none of the household items or furnishings the Japanese brought with them. Over five days, Silverman describes life at the camp. It's a 7,000-acre center with a 1,500-acre compound in the middle of it. There's no barbed wire, but the Japanese must stay within the compound at night. And while there are cases of people straying outside of it, a staffer says they're not escapees. They're mostly kids, looking for a quiet place to do a little necking. Silverman writes that the food is neither filet mignon and oysters, nor is it rice and fish heads, both popular rumors outside the camps. He says it's substantial, healthy, and not very appetizing. Better than what the soldiers are eating on Guadalcanal. Not as good as what they're eating on a base in California. Rumors are a huge problem inside the camp, too. Almost everything the staff asks the prisoners to do sparks a rumor. Register for a camp job and you'll be thrown into slave labor. That sort of thing. Silverman writes that these rumors and resentments sometimes lead to violence, with riots having plagued the camp earlier in the spring. Some so-called incorrigibles were moved to a concentration camp in Arizona. The camp is sort of like a city, but not really. The internees, prisoners, can work, and they're paid if they do, but not much, and they don't have to. Meals and health care are provided. There are recreation and education opportunities. A photo shows teenagers jitterbugging. Another shows kids reading comic books in a library. There are also pictures of people tending crops and working in a bank. Several people tell Silverman that juvenile delinquency is rampant because the kids, seeing their parents subjugated, have lost respect for them. After 12 months in captivity, Silverman writes that nerves are raw. There are petty misunderstandings that in any normal community would be cleared up overnight, says one camp executive, referring to both prisoners and staff. Here, they become major crises. Silverman writes that there are undoubtedly good Americans in the camp, meaning they support the U.S. war effort, and there are undoubtedly good Japanese. And he writes there's a third group, anti-American, without being pro-Japanese. He quotes Raymond Muramoto, a Japanese immigrant who played the voice of Kato, the faithful servant, on the Green Hornet radio show. A lot of people here feel the important thing is getting the war over in a hurry, Muramoto says. Not who wins it. A native Californian tells Silverman he was advised by the military to move himself away from the coast to avoid forced removal. So he did, bought a farm, and then the military changed its mind and sent him to Tule Lake. I figure we've lost that boy, says an attorney for the camp. He was a good American when the war started. Now he still hates Japan, but he hates us too. Almost 500 of the prisoners have asked to be repatriated to Japan after the war ends, Silverman writes, even though most were born in the United States. In late 1944, the Supreme Court would rule in Korematsu v. the United States that the removal of people of Japanese ancestry from the West Coast was legal, a decision now seen as one of the worst in the court's history, mentioned in the same breath as Dred Scott and Plessy v. Ferguson. But the court also ruled that while the removal was legal, the detention of loyal citizens was not. The camps began emptying in early 1945. Prisoners were given 25 bucks and a train ticket home, but most had no home to return to. Korematsu, the plaintiff in the case that went to the Supreme Court, was Fred Korematsu. He was a loyal American of Japanese descent who defied the relocation order. His conviction was overturned in 1983 when a researcher uncovered evidence the government had withheld. It showed the relocation program wasn't necessary. Korematsu told the judge that he wasn't interested in a pardon. If anyone should do any pardoning, he said, I should be the one pardoning the government for what they did to the Japanese-American people. President Gerald Ford had apologized for the force removal program in 1976. Ronald Reagan signed a law in 1988 that also apologized. And the first George Bush apologized in 1991. The federal government issued $1.6 billion in reparations to more than 81,000 people who'd been sent to camps. In 1998, Fred Korematsu was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He died in 2005, and on his birthday, January 30th, in 2011, California observed Fred Korematsu Day. It was the first such honor for an Asian American. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.